Welcome to episode three of the Source Law Podcast. As you know, my name is Joseph Sourcey. I'm a personal injury attorney here on Long Island. And on today's episode, I brought a special guest with me. Her name is Lauren Murray. She's been an attorney for 10 years, and she specializes in wills and estate planning. So Lauren did myself and my wife's will uh, a couple years ago. And I know the topic is taboo to a lot of young couples to worry about their wills and estate planning if they have small children. Uh, but Lauren's going to walk us through the process and tell us why it's so important to get this done early on. Additionally, if you're an older couple and you have adult children and grandkids, it's something you also need to do and worry about. So Lauren will tell us about how it may affect your life as well. So Lauren, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and why it's so important for people to begin the estate planning pretty much as soon as they have children. Well, thank you for having me, Joel. I'm happy to be here. My um, pleasure. I've been with the firm Russo, Carl, Wimmer, and Cordano. We're located in Hopog. I've been there for 11 years. Okay. And I focus on estate planning and estate administration, as you know. Yep. Um, I have two young sons. They're five and three and a half. So, and I know you have two young children as well. Yeah, four and, and two. Yeah. So, see, so we're right in the thick of things. We're in the weeds. <laughs> yeah, we're in the weeds. And, and so what we like to say is everybody should have an estate plan from age 18 all the way to 118. Okay. You know, we cover the gamut, but... Um, I'd like to talk to you a little bit today about young families since we're both in the thick of things. And yeah. I think we probably have some young family listeners to the podcast or a absolutely. viewers, right? Absolutely. And, and uh, for everyone out there, Lauren uh, did mine and my wife Lindsay's uh, will and estate planning a couple of years ago. And uh, I would re refer her to anybody and everybody that, that may need uh, estate work done. So reach out to her with any questions. But Lauren, take us through the process. Okay. So the process. So uh, we do a basic estate planning package usually for clients of our age all the way up to their, you know, when, when they have children under the age of 18, we okay. like to have a basic package. The will is bar none the most important thing for um, clients who have children under the age of 18 because you're going to appoint a guardian in the will. That's someone who's going to take care of your children in the event that you and your spouse um, go kaput. We, right. yeah. I always I always use the example, you get hit by a bus. Right, That's right. my favorite example. Yeah. Um, but God forbid something happens to you and your spouse. Now you want to have someone appointed that you want to take care of your children. Otherwise, what happens is it goes to the court and the judge is in charge of picking that person. It's a disaster. And it's a disaster. It's, a disaster. it's an absolute disaster. Yeah. And beyond that, um, the person who eventually becomes the guardian and the trustee of the funds that any funds that you may leave for the children, that person now has to get approval for every single expenditure for the children and it can be something uh, as simple as school books yeah. or you know it's it's a nightmare it must it's take a, forever it's a it's a it takes forever and it's a practical and logistical nightmare on top of the um, challenge of just raising children right yeah so um, and one of the most um, popular misconceptions that we see is if I say okay I'm married why do I need a will if right. I die everything's just gonna go to my husband right not true in the grand old state of New York really so what what happens if you don't have a will you're married uh, you know, you figure your spouse will take care of everything in the event of uh, or passing or whatever. Mm -hmm. What happens? Uh, unfortunately, what happens in New York State is that your spouse is entitled to the first $50,000 of your assets okay. and then half of the balance. The remaining half goes to your children, no matter if they're six months old, uh, 15 years old, 35 years old. So if children are under the age of 18, that money has to be held in trust for their benefit. And that's where even if you're the surviving spouse, you're stuck going to court, asking the court to approve 
everyday expenses for your children. And it's just on top of grieving the loss of a loved one, you have this logistical nightmare that you're faced with. And unfortunately, we've seen our clients um, be faced with that on the estate end of things because we also... Uh, manage people's estates for them. Okay. So when we haven't done the estate planning and we haven't done the will for clients and we are faced with a grieving spouse and we're doing the estate end, now they have to go to court and get all these different um, things in place that if they had just had a simple will saying everything goes to my spouse could have been avoided. Okay. Um, so if they have a, and the will itself, is there uh, different types of wills or, or generally for people like our age, is it standard as to what's in it and is it really just based on assets and kids? Yeah, a lot of it depends. It's um, the famous lawyer <laughs> yeah, answer, right, it depends, right? right? Very fact specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, we, we have certain provisions that we like to include in every will, such as your executor won't have to post a bond. Um, that can be a nightmare if you have to get bonded. Okay. Um, and so we put that in. We put a um, special provision in for who you're going to appoint as the guardian, okay. who you want as the trustee. It can be two separate roles. Guardians are charged with custody of the children, whereas the trustee is managing the funds for the children. And so sometimes it's not always the same person. Um, and we really try to look at um, a different a couple's you know assets, and we look at we ask them for a whole bunch of information, which can seem overwhelming at first. But right. the more information we have, the better we're able to tailor a plan. And a lot of times, what people don't realize is that if you have money in the bank and you have a savings account, okay you can have what's called an ITF designation on that savings account. That money goes outside of the will. So if you have an ITF designation account and you, forgive me, designation, and you might have done it years ago and you might have your mom as your beneficiary, that money's going to your mom. It's not going to your wife or your your husband in your will or your kids in your will. That creates an interesting fight between the in-laws and the... Absolutely right. right. So what we try to do is kind of come up with a comprehensive plan and we... um, tailor all of the beneficiary forms to the will. Okay. Um, we can coordinate them. We can say that if you don't want your kid getting money at 18, okay, they're going to get a third of the money at age 21, a third at age 25, a third at age 30. So you could specify it however you want. Absolutely. To the, the age, the amount of money, the assets, everything. Right. Oh, that's right. interesting. Yeah. So if someone were to retain you, is it a uh, Upfront hourly? Is it a retainer agreement? Uh, is it a free consultation? How does it work? That's right. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. We do free consultations, especially okay. for viewers of the podcast. Oh, excellent. We'll be willing to extend a free consultation. And um, in that free consultation, that's where we can really assess the level of complexity. Mm-hmm. Generally, we work with a flat fee arrangement. Um, you know, we're, we try to be very reasonable, especially absolutely. Um, for someone like me or you with a young family and the cost of childcare yeah. and everything else, the last thing you want to do is spend money on a will, right? right? right but right. it's just catastrophic if you don't have one. Right. So it's kind of like life insurance, but making sure that you have all your ducks in a row. And that's why we, you know, we try to be very fair, especially like I said, with young families. Yeah. More, more than fair. Lauren and her firm are more than fair uh, in that sense. So um, what else is in the packets? So we went through the will. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other documents are there that uh, viewers should be aware of? So the the main three we call advanced directives are a power of attorney and then a healthcare proxy and living will. So a power of attorney is a financial advanced directive or legal. Um, If you're buying a house, you can give your agent the authority to sign the deed for you. If you can't get to the bank, um, you can, your agent can go for you. Your agent can pay your bills. Um, So it's, it's important to have an agent appointed 
basically we modify our power of attorney to give the kitchen sink worth of powers so okay. someone could step into your shoes and do anything financial or legal that you would need to do. That's great. Um, that's a big one, yeah. Is it generally the spouse of the person uh, that acts as the agent? Uh, generally, for the, for the yeah. Most part? Yeah, generally, and then we usually recommend appointing a backup, and that is valid during your lifetime. So once you die, that's when your will takes over. But okay. during your lifetime, God forbid someone's in the hospital for an extended stay or overseas on business, it allows an agent to just step in your shoes and take care of business for you. They could do everything. Right. Right. And the other thing was what the, uh, was the healthcare proxy. Very good. Yeah. The healthcare proxy so, so and living will, those are medical advanced directives. So in New York state, um, you can appoint an agent to voice your medical wishes if you are um, incapacitated to speak to the doctor. You're unable to communicate with the doctor. Okay. So the healthcare proxy, you appoint an agent and generally a backup, someone who can speak for you, um, someone who knows your wishes for end-of-life care, whether it's, you know, be kept alive at all costs. I always say um, I have family members who would want to be cryogenically frozen, and um, <laughs> that's kind of the opposite of mainstream. What we see is most people would want to be kind of kept pain-free, but not um, artificial measures to prolong their life if there's no hope of recovery. Okay. So um, the healthcare proxy also has important HIPAA language that allows your agent to speak to your doctor on your behalf. So it's really, really important form. Um, and then the living will kind of goes hand in hand with that. It's a declaration of your end of life wishes um, for medical care. And it's kind of like a, a an added uh, buffer for wishes that you want in your health care proxy. We try to avoid any hospital uh, hallway fights, you okay, know, between yeah, yeah. loved ones. So Yeah, those those get hairy. Yeah, yeah. So is that the, the general package for a younger couple with small kids? Right, absolutely. And then sometimes... Um, you know, that's what we consider our basic package. Okay. We do trust. Trusts are a little bit um, more sophisticated in terms of planning. But when there's, uh, you know, if you're a business owner or a um, solo practitioner or you have uh, property in New York State and you have a cabin in the Poconos or a condo in Florida, you want to make sure you have a trust um, because you can fund the property into the trust and then you avoid the whole probate process, which is when someone dies and the will has to go through court. Okay. Um, a trust can make everything much more streamlined and much easier to administer. More efficient. Um, right. More efficient. Um, and what could go in the trust? Is it just a property, like you said, like a real estate or mm -hmm. is it, uh, is it money? Is it uh, things of value, watches, jewelry? Sure. It, it depends again, right. <laughs> famous answer. Um, but um, generally with younger people, we see uh, a revocable living trust is the most common type of trust for younger people. And pretty much anything can go into that type of trust. Um, usually we see anything besides, we say, non-retirement uh, assets. We don't want retirement assets going in the trust, right. but um, any type of bank account, any stocks, any bonds, any uh, uh, properties can all be titled in the name of the trust. And it just makes everything a much smoother disposition. So That's great. Um, and then, like I said, if you own property in multiple states, you're not doing multiple court proceedings in Pennsylvania and Florida and so forth. So if you, if, if you live in New York, you unfortunately pass in New York, you have this trust in New York, but you do own a, a house in, in Florida, mm -hmm. it would still run through the New York uh, court system? Right, right. Oh, it's great. tricky the way it works because yeah. they, they, they make you do what's called an ancillary probate and you yeah. have to do one in New York and one in Florida. So yeah. if you have the trust and everything is funded in the trust, you avoid that altogether. Oh, so it's great. Right. And that's something you guys handle as well. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so generally speaking, someone comes to you for a consultation 
How long is the consultation? Is it an hour? Is it three hours? Like generally give us a ballpark. We try to keep it to an hour only because um, we talk a lot about a lot of complicated topics. Okay. And sometimes you can see the client's eyes start to glaze over. Yeah. So we try to keep it to an hour. But that being said, um, as part of our flat free structure, if someone calls with a question after the fact, we're not nickel and diming them right. and sending them a bill. It's all part of the ongoing process. Oh, that's so, great. So yeah. the dialogue's constantly going. Right. And what's the turnaround? So a family, you know, a couple comes to meet with, comes to meet with you. You meet at your office. Do you go to their house? How does that work? Um, Zoom. We we're happy to do all of the above. Okay. Um, a lot of times with our elderly clients, they're not quite as mobile, so we'll go to the house. And, oh, that's nice. Um, yep. Yeah, and even with younger, busier families, we're happy to go to the house. Um, generally, we do that first uh, free consultation, and then what we do is we prepare an outline of, of our recommended plan. Okay. If the family decides to retain us, then we work with them on preparing the drafts and kind of go back and forth on what they want in their documents. And then we would have a second meeting for assigning. So all of that can be done within the space of a week or two weeks, depending on the client's need. That's great. Yeah. So you could turn yeah. around within a month. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's say a, a standard, it, are you able to, to generally ballpark uh, the cost of a of a standard will, no bells and whistles, um, you know, for a family, let's say young couple with two small children, not exorbitant assets, kind of a, a house, you know, maybe two cars. Uh-huh. Um, if you're comfortable. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Usually with a, a young type of couple, family like that, usually we, we charge um, a per person rate. And then okay. what we'll do is for a couple, we can reduce that. So you're That's looking, great. yeah, yeah. So you're looking at about $2,500 for a couple as the reduced rate, That's which great. is, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's like a month of daycare, right? Unfortunately. So, you know, it's it's definitely, it's not like $100 that you can go to the penny saver. Yeah, of course. Um, but you get what you pay yeah, for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. And, and the will is, is good at, in, until death, right? Absolutely, it doesn't have right. to be uh, revised or anything unless there's a change in the marriage or... Right. Something else or additional children come to the picture, right? Right. Yeah. We usually say dust it off every 10 years okay. or so and we can take a look at it for you or, um, you know, any major life change. But right. if it's, you know, the way we draft it, we put in a bunch of contingencies so you okay. could do it now and not have to touch it again, you oh. know, unless you want to change anything. That's so, amazing. Yep. Yeah. And uh, just an aside, so, so Lauren helps us a lot of times where... Uh, unfortunately, whether a client passes away or a defendant in a lawsuit passes away and <clears throat> the family isn't inclined to want to be involved, especially if the client doesn't have any assets, to, to pay the cost to do the estate work, um, Lauren's firm handles all that stuff for us. And they're, they're amazing. They're, they're prompt, they're responsive, and they, and they get it done as efficiently as possible. Uh, I know Long Island, uh, things move much quicker than the boroughs, <laughs> uh, but do you handle um, estate work in West Nassau County or is it just Nassau and Suffolk? Yeah, no, we handle, um, we could, the way it's set up now with the courts, everything is electronic. So I was talking to clients today who are in Orange County, oh, um, up in Goshen, New York. Yeah, yeah so, it's up there. Yeah, so we can we can do it anywhere. I'd say we predominantly practice in Naf Nassau and Suffolk, right. but um, but we do a lot of work in the five boroughs for your firms. And, yeah, um, oh yeah. yeah. Bronx, <laughs> and, Brooklyn, Queens. Right, yeah, and it can, as you know, it can be a real mess when people don't, unfortunately, oh, a lot yeah. of the clients that we um, get from your firm, they haven't done the estate planning. And so now, um, you know, I can't tell you how many times we've had a case where someone's living with their significant other and, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, they're living together, but they never divorced their first spouse. Yep. And so 
um, the first spouse gets everything sometimes, even if they've been estranged for years because they've never finalized the divorce. And right. it can get really messy, unfortunately. So, yeah, a lot of hard feelings. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of annoyed, uh, a lot of annoyed relatives and, yeah, and children. Absolutely right. So, um, so do you have any type of uh, interesting story or anything recently that um, you've come across where it's like, hey, you know, this is something people should really be aware of, especially when they're in our our age bracket. You know, let's say uh, mid twenties to to mid forties. Sure. Sure. Um, well, I think I, I started out by saying what a logistical nightmare it can be if, you know, the surviving spouse is forced to go to court and get approval for anything that the court would appoint an attorney just for the benefit of the children. And that attorney has to oversee all the expenses and it can just be a big mess. So that's talking about families. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're single and you're um, in your, you know, mid thirties and now um, you don't have an estate plan. If you inherit I'm sorry, if you, God forbid, get hit by a bus again, right. and now your mom or dad is in a nursing home, all that money's going to the nursing home because they're your next of kin if you're single and you don't have children. Oh, yeah. So we've seen that happen. Um, so I know I'm I'm talking a lot to the young families, yeah. but bachelors are, are great um, clients for us, yeah. bachelorettes, you know. Um, yeah, you got to protect yeah, your assets. You got to protect your assets for sure. Absolutely. And, um, and it's not taboo. I mean, uh, I talk to my friends all the time. I'm like, you got to go to Lauren. You got to talk about your estate, your will. You have small kids and everyone's like, ah, oh, it's a little weird. You know, I don't want to worry to talk about death. Yeah. But unfortunately, I mean, it's it's a necessary thing. People people got to handle it. Otherwise, you know, the remain, the surviving spouse and the kids get stuck. Yeah, absolutely right. And and unfortunately, we um, we have a lot of law enforcement clients and some, you know, it's a dangerous job. Yeah, and, of course. And, um, unfortunately, when people die on the job and now they've got young kids and, um the kids have to sign waivers saying, no, it's okay. Everything goes to mom. And it can just create such heartache and such rift that doesn't yeah. need to be there. If you just take the time to, you know, properly document everything and your wishes. Yeah. And um, it takes a week or two, week or two. Right. Right. Week, week or two for the rest of your life. Yeah. We try to make it as painless as possible. Yeah. So as Ab smooth as possible. Absolutely. All right, Lauren, as we finish up episode three of the Source Law podcast, is there anything you want to leave our guests with uh, to take home with them? Yeah, I think probably the most important thing is that we don't have a crystal ball, right, when it comes to estate planning. There's Absolutely. just so many unforeseen things. Nobody knows when your time is up, and yep. you want to really make sure that your assets are protected, that they're going to who you want them to go to. And um, we focused a lot on young families. I would say the most important asset for a young family is their children and who's going to take course. care of them. Um, so that's huge, you know, um, Running up to elderly people, we see a lot of people where nursing homes right now cost eighteen to $20,000 a month. That could all go in an instant yeah. if you don't have your assets protected the right yep. way. That's where we do different types of trusts for people in that age bracket. Like okay. once they retire, yep. we start looking at sheltering assets. And, um, you know, we really we run the gamut because we've seen everything that can yeah. happen that's bad. From moms needing to go to court to pay for school books and get approval yep. to, um, you know, sometimes people just have their pets and they don't leave proper instructions for who's going to get their beloved fluffy. Yeah, you know, right. we, we, that's uh, uh, I'm saying it jokingly, but it's serious. Right. Um, of course. So you can do a pet trust to take care of your pets. Right. Um, 
I mentioned bachelors and bachelorettes. Yeah. Sometimes we see, you know, a hard-earned uh, 40-year-old's assets go down the drain to a nursing home because everything's going to mom. And even if mom did her own estate planning, now she's inheriting a chunk of money that she would have protected else, uh, elsewhere. Right. So, you know, we, we see it all. We've seen um, so many loved ones get into horrible fights in the hallways of hospitals. If, um, you know, I'm saying, no, dad wanted this and you're saying, no, dad wanted that. I, I know families who have had two separate uh, funeral luncheons oh, because God. they just couldn't get along. That's so terrible. Yeah, it's awful. So, yeah. um, you know, we really try to get your ducks in a row. We yep. cross your T's, we dot your I's. Everything. And we do everything for you. We do it. We make it as pleasant as possible. A lot of times people don't want to either pay the money or confront these morbid thoughts, right? Yep. Um, got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. You don't want to be looking down from the pearly gates <laughs> right. and thinking, oh, my God, what what kind of, yeah, uh, what kind dumpster, of dumpster fire kind of did I create here? Right. right. So, um, so, you know, I'm happy to answer any questions, any viewers. If you want to reach out to me, you can reach me. Um, best way probably is through email. My email address is my uh, initial L followed by my last name, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, at rkwclaw.com. So that's lmurray at um, rkwclaw.com. Um, or you could call me, 631-265-7200, extension 108. And I'm happy to um, speak to anybody, especially your viewers, Joe. I got to say, you know, um, a lot of personal injury attorneys get the reputation as being kind of ambulance chasers or sharks. Yeah, unfortunately. And, <laughs> unfortunately. And Joe is just the opposite of that. He's uh, such a nice guy. He's so Thank fair. Um, I've had the pleasure of working with him for years now. And, and Thank I'm you, Lauren. happy to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. And I appreciate the kind words. And uh, check out Lauren. She's awesome what she does. Like I said, me and my wife uh, used her services a couple years ago. If you're our age, I'm 38 years old. Uh, it's it's not taboo to, to figure this out and, and protect your kids and uh, protect your assets. So uh, with that, thank you for joining me on the third episode of the Source Law Podcast. And remember, cover your assets.